All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow tech enthusiasts. I am Sam Bushman, your IT consultant today. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. This broadcast is brought to you by Network Providers Incorporated, NetworkProvidersInc.com, the main website. Our podcast site for all the shows that we do can be found at NPITechGuys.com. we got a cool little switch on the website, too. You get the podcast by default, but you click a button, and you get all the updated news from the NPI website as well. Uh, and Network Providers is known for IT uh, in every way. You have IT needs. NPI can take care of those needs for you. We've got a special treat today. We've got Newman with us, uh, and he is the chief security officer for NPI. That's what, CSO? Is that what they call you? Yes, CSO. There you go. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's like being Chris Farley in a china shop. So Now, we've got a lot to cover today in terms of security, though, and, and you've got a lot of uh, questions that you want to ask people to kind of think about in relation to their companies, uh, where they sit, and kind of analyze themselves, right? Correct, yes. Definitely. The IT uh, compliance is such a uh, wide ranging of policies, procedures, and compliancy experts and things like that, that a lot of people don't, you know, they they get into medical or things like that, and they kind of want to know, well, what direction do I take? What falls in line with my processing? And do I need HIPAA? Do I need PCI? Are my, is it a different state like New York who has it, or California that has their own regulations and that? So there's a lot to kind of cover today. There is a lot to cover, and I, a lot of it relates to what industries you're in in terms of some of the compliance are required. A lot of it, though, is common sense and getting the right people involved. And you say kind of what compliance is needed in my line of business. And really, a consult is the starting point, isn't it? Correct, it is. Definitely getting a consultant that is up on the technologies and up on the standards and practices of what these regulations need. Is it a short conversation? Is it a paid conversation? What does it look like? I would almost say that it's a conversation right at the start of just getting somebody in to find out, maybe get a security audit, which is what network providers does is we can come in, provide a security audit, and it's a small fee to cover the applications and things that we audit and provide. Then we can actually provide a report based on what we find. Some of the examples uh, would be like firewalls. You know, we've, I've got horror stories abundant from what we've uh, found in different audits, but like take firewall, for instance, open security. We had one law firm that actually had the password of password and you could get to their firewall and get in right from the internet because the administrator never really checked this stuff or knew what he was doing. And so he just kind of was reactive instead of proactive on the system. But we can also look for rules that are causing traffic problems, Uh, even the age of the firewall. Some people don't understand that firewalls have a certain age and then they lose compliancy with what they're doing. Also, like in the server side, RDP, remote desktop, we've had some people where they've actually allowed the RDP port out to the Internet. So we've got those type of things. And then of course, workstations. Are your servers and workstations patched? Are they on the latest? 
Are they providing uh, security for the folders and the things that you want? You know, we have a lot of executives out there that their files are not protected. They're actually available to be seen by a lot of employees, and they don't want that. Oftentimes what happens is companies start out small and then they grow, 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 grow. And the growth and the change in the security um, kind of outlives their understanding and or kind of cognizance, right? Correct. And that's why your standards and policies need to be updated. I, for a good practice, I do every quarter. I literally go through and look and see if our policies are still relevant. Because even as uh, NPI, we have internal security policies that deal with the customer's environment and that. And then we also provide standards and security policies for the customers. And these can all be done like an IT compliance policy, which we provide for free for people to get access to. They can go to the website to uh, request that. But like with some of the regulations, people don't understand that like even schools have COPA, FERPA, SIPA, so they all have different regulations that they have to provide. And like, and, and let me just stop you there for clarity's uh -huh. sake. That all rhymes with HIPAA on purpose because it's similar compliance laws varying to industry and circumstance, but it, but it's the same kind of compliance, but the, the nuts and bolts, the details are slightly different as well, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like SIPA is for Child Internet Protection Act. FERPA is for Family Education Rights and Protection Act. And then COPA is child's online privacy. So ultimately, there's people that have to comply with that, especially if they have websites that are collecting child information. They're providing SIPA regulations for that. And, we, you know, we can go on and on with the different regulations for different industries, and, and we can, you know, it's just a wide range of regulations. But ultimately... If you look at like NIST 800, that can actually give you a lot of great policies to provide security in the system, and it's updated regularly for uh, federal contractors and that, but it's a great base for security access and to manage that. And the reason it's a great base is because it's it's compliant with governmental rules, uh, and then it all, all trickles to business too, but it's, it's taken from that core uh, that has been built over time from a government perspective. And so uh, it's really, uh, it's important to use. Now, one thing, there's there's one more policy you forgot about. I think it's called HOPA. And what it means is that an, a, a person at a company can either hope they got it right and hope they stay out of trouble, or they can actually hire people that know, right? So don't and forget about HOPA. And I believe that one's, that one's actually fully in effect for most companies today. So Sadly, that is the point. And when you mention and, this, this go-through, it's kind of like a quarterly audit what you're talking about then. You just kind of pull correct. it up and you kind of go through the details and say, hey, are we using this? Is somebody who's responsible for this? And we recommend putting names and, and people or department heads or whatever you want um, to these line items to, so that you can quickly kind of follow up and say, hey, you're on top of this, right? You're doing this. or It's a checkout all the way through, it, right? It is. You're correct. And not only that, but uh, there's an industry uh, discussion that's been done. It's called tabletop. And the tabletop is actually kind of like a screenplay that you're reading at the table. You're enacting what's going to happen if certain things happen. Like, for instance, we have six steps to a tabletop that we always uh, reference. When you get into the group of people that have to provide actions, you actually role play what's going to happen if something 
kicks off. So like step one would be a quick fix. Somebody's down. We've, we, what do we do? Is their internet down? Is their firewall down? Who's going to take control or access of that? Also malware infection. We just got ransomed. What's going to happen? Who's going to take point? Who's going to do this? Dan? Unplanned attack. Then you have the cloud compromised, which a lot of people are using the cloud to store information. So they're compromised. What do we do? How do we role play ahead of time so that it's just right off the cuff? The other one would be financial break-in or flood or earthquake type process. And what you do is you create the steps and you make the definitions of what each role is and who's going to define that. You know, before COVID, Newman, people kind of laughed at IT guys and they're like, you guys are just trying to find a place for you to be, aren't you? You're just trying to do job security, aren't you? And now people are going, "Uh, we need this. (laughs) Exactly. And that kind of leads into the different admin types or consultants as well. And for like the admin types, I've listed out four types of admins. One's a dream position, which we all wish we were always at. But you've got the uh, the kind of lazy admin, the reactive, not proactive, the Nick Burns from Saturday Night Live. You know, the move, I'll do it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's burned out. He doesn't out. have a clue, really, though. Exactly. Either. And And really, ultimately, it was a problem to even get him off of his desk to come and help. But that's where we can actually help as well because we have what's called a proactive or a co-managed solution. And we can help him to relieve the stress, anxiety. Maybe he needs a vacation, you know, because most IT guys never get a vacation. They just, they're constantly there. The second one would be swimming where he's in over his head, needs help. A co-managed solution might be able to help because like with network providers, MSP, we can provide that application and machine monitoring that they don't really have now they're they're again in a reactive not proactive state then you have the locomotive admin where he can do a lot but he also knows when to reach out for help that's the majority of the administrators and when we do co-manage for that we actually make them look like rock stars or superheroes and that's the fourth step fourth step is a superhero where he's new or young gets great policies and procedures in place, has a change management process, which is critical for, you know, managing the changes through all different realms of your business. And then, of course, he's always updating the IT standards. Now, that, of course, is a dream job, but it not really exists in the real world. Yeah, it's kind of like a unicorn. I mean, it'd be great if they did all that and everybody was just up on it all the time. You'll never have perfection in this, but what we want people to understand is you start by having an interest in this, saying, you know what, it matters to me. Now when you say that, you're off to the races if you surround yourself with the right people because you go, you know what, I know this matters. I know this is important and I want to work on it. You know what, giving people help in that regard is easy. It's when somebody basically thinks they don't need it and or they think they've already got it. Those two extremes are the, in my opinion, the huge pitfalls. It really is. It's it's a fact of... How good, how good is your, your management of yourself to create standards and policies in place so that you know the system's running? I, I used to do IT just on my own, and I had 26 companies coming to me for IT, and they outsourced to me, and I was one guy. Now, what I did was I kind of cheated, and I used 
Sundays as a way to do a five minute check, make sure the patches reboot the servers and everything for Monday. And they were always running. But I also told him that if I touch anything or you touch anything, it'll be a hundred to $200 for me to fix it because I want your fingers out of the pot. Well, and that reminds me of a, when I first got into computers over 30 years ago, I remember going to a computer store because I needed to get a, an updated graphics card or whatever. And I went in there and there was a sign on the wall that I, I've taken to heart ever since. And it basically said, hey, if you want to drop off your computer, it's 30 bucks an hour. We'll fix it. Call you when it's done. If you want to watch us work on your computer, it's like 45 bucks an hour, man. <laughs> if you want to help us, it's 60 bucks an hour. And best of all, if you want to do all the work yourself, but have us tell you what to do and guide you and, you know, you're doing it all, but we're kind of, it's a hundred bucks an hour. That's exactly uh, it. And you just saw people <laughs> dropping off their computers. The joke about that is from an IT point of view, no one likes to be looked at, you know, over the shoulder all right. the time and babysat. And every IT project people think is like five minute project, but it's not. Exactly. Yeah, projects right. for IT to do right take a lot, a lot of time. And I just found myself trying to resurrect an Apple ID uh, for a business account. And by the way, they're locked down 66 ways from Sunday and I commend them for their security. They yeah. probably go a little bit overboard yeah. with it. And I spent literally like five hours and like two weeks cause you got to wait for Apple and there's nothing you can do to hurry the process. Right. Uh, five hours and two weeks later, I got it now. Jeez. And people would be like, okay, you just log in and do that. Uh, no, I can't get in. And there's no way to reset your password yourself either. And so anyway, we, we go down the rabbit hole, but that's a lot of what IT is, is patience and just methodically that's working correct. through these things. So if I'm thinking about uh, getting this together on my end, then what do I need to do? I need to, to, number one, kind of assign somebody that's going to be kind of the project manager and then coordinate with people who know. Correct. And you'll also take in the fact that you need to get your practices or your standards defined and document it so that you have them somewhere as a rule of reference because standards are the key to making all this work. And once you've got standards in place, you can reference those against your regulations. Like, uh, for instance, a lot of vendors that deal with the government are requiring CMMC 2.0, which is still in the infancy and it's not fully developed. A good guideline would be to use the CMMC 1.7 version because it's 17 controls that you can easily practice and use to secure your environment. In other words, you instantly with that spec get an outline to help right. you get on track quickly. And one thing or to, you can download to remember the, too, uh, you can download the, uh, the uh, security checklist from our site and that'll give it to you as well. And that's available at networkprovidersinc.com, right? Yep. Correct. Okay. The other thing people need to understand is this. Don't think of IT as a one and done or, hey, all I got to do is spend a little bit of time on it and I got my IT stuff solved. You got to understand this is a continual effort of tweaking and growing and changing over time. Thus, the quarterly audits that you're talking about because things change in the industry. I remember when I first started in IT, I could almost do everything for a company myself. Yep. I say almost because there was a few unique printer things that I didn't have access to the whatevers, but for the most part, I could just take care of somebody's IT. Now, if if you're honest about IT, it takes a team no matter what size your business is. It just does. Correct. And that's where our co-manage comes in is we try to help alleviate the headaches that are providing. Like we can take the bigger stuff and let you work on the small or vice versa. We, uh, we have an integrated help desk within network providers, but the key is 
is really to help alleviate the headaches and get a second set of eyes. Because as a single administrator, you're always in the reactive mode. We're trying to help you get in the proactive mode and step back and look at, okay, is this a security situation? Or is this just a consulting problem with the computer or the server itself? You know, do we have a breach? Do we just have open access that luckily we caught before anybody else did? It's a mammoth project to people and they feel overwhelmed with it. And oftentimes people just try to just have it go away. And in my opinion, of all the things you can do, that's the worst thing you can do. Correct. It really is because procrastination will require a lot of uh, money up front to be able to unransom your files. Uh, it'll any, and the thing is like, you can talk about viruses and that coming out, but they now have ransomware that will actually completely wipe your server. And we actually at network providers have backups that utilize image backups. So we can run every 15, 20 minutes and we can get you back up and running within an hour of ransom. So there's a lot of things that if you do proactive, you're not so reactive later. So folks, you got to say, what is the compliance I'm looking for in my line of business? And the answer is it's different for every businesses. You say, where's a good starting reference for compliance, even if I don't have a specific regulation I'm trying to achieve. And that's what kind of a, a consult sit down. It's free to kind of get started a little bit and get, but then, you know, you, you summarize and kind of say, okay, look, here's where we are. Here's what your business is. Here's what we need to do. And then you get kind of a, a little bit of an outline and then you say, okay, Hey, let's, where do I start? And, and we can help people with this tabletop discussion, just working on it a little bit at a time. You don't have to solve it all at once. First, learn how to do this, or first, put your people in place. Uh, second, start to then review your processes one at a time. Uh, and NPI can even help kind of prioritize what's the most important uh, things to work on first, and second, and third, and fourth. And, and later, you start to talk about, hey, cyber insurance, or you start to talk about uh, some of these other compliance things. And at first, it's unmanageable. It's like driving a stick stick shift car you know at first you're like man i don't know how i'm ever gonna get this done and then later it's like hey you can eat a cheeseburger drink a milkshake talk to somebody and drive your stick shift right it's like that but you still have that hill every so often that's really steep and you got to learn clutch <laughs> and gas right that's right <laughs> so, but the but, other thing that we that we can do is we can actually provide a risk assessment where we can just go into your environment scan a few machines and provide a report that will help you get on the way to start this system. I don't know how to stress enough backup of all the different things that I think companies make the biggest mistake on backup is probably it. I mean, if I could find a singular issue, yep. right? Because man, when that happens, there's nothing we can do for you if we don't have it. Nothing. That is so true. And our backups, we actually put a device in your system or your environment where we can do image backups and we can actually recover that server into a virtual box right there on site or the cloud for you to access while we repair the server in that. So we're not saying that you have to have zero downtime. We're saying you're probably about 20, 30 minutes and then we can have you up and going and have your server like you're, you're never had a problem. It's amazing what the backup technology has done now. And we utilize Datto, which is just a phenomenal product. And we can get great results. And the customers are not out a lot of time and money 
for the backups and the recovery that we can do. Now, Datto is a simple term for a company, just so everybody understands, but there's a gazillion services under that Datto brand, backup being one of them, yeah. endpoint security being another one of them. I mean, I can go on forever, but uh, the, the point is yep. there are these services um, that really have security at the center of them, don't they? That's correct. And that's ultimately the biggest thing right now because of everything going on in the world and all the hacking and the, the power grids and other things like that, that, you know, we want to make sure that the businesses are set for protection, whether they're using next gen or endpoint protection. We want to make sure that we have the technology that they need. And so far we've been able to do it even, and you talk about COVID and, how uh, there was a race that went on in the first start of COVID that NPI saw the need. And we actually ended up going out and buying 400 laptops because we knew that people were going to need a backup because they were going to be at home. And we utilized the firewalls that we purchased so that they had free VPN licenses instead of going to some others. And we were able to provide a solution and get people up within the same day. And we had a lot of requests for that. Most people don't have those kind of plans. Even big corporations didn't. And they all got caught really with their hand in the cookie jar on this one. When COVID hit, they were just like, oh my gosh. And for weeks, even even the big, even high-tech companies. And I don't want to name yes. names because I don't want to get in trouble. But very well-known cell phone carriers and everything else. Literally one month, two months, three months in, they were still going, yeah, we're kind of struggling because we can't, you know. And I was thinking, man, they need an NPI, don't they? <laughs> they do. And, I, you know, and a, a lot of companies that we manage thank us and we go, you know what? We love to spoil you. So we're, we're constantly updating our policies, procedures. We're constantly looking at the market and what it's doing to make sure that, okay, if another virus comes or things like that, we want to be prepared to be able to turn on a dime and help these people out. Remember, when it comes to security, when it comes to protection, when it comes to these plans, when it comes to a, an appropriate response, it's all about a risk-reward analysis, and it's all about risk management. You will never guarantee nobody will get hacked or that nothing will go wrong. What you can do is improve your processes when it does, because it's not an if, it's a when question. When it does, then the question is, hey, how can we act without panic in, in an appropriate way to say, hey, we can get you up, we can do this, we can do that, we can do And putting all the players, the chess players in place for when that comes is the key to the exercise. And then making sure that you revisit it. It's like any preparedness plan. You know, if you if you put clothes together when you're 10 years old uh, for a 72-hour kit and then you're 35, those clothes aren't going to fit anymore, right? Uh, it's it's a lot terrible. like that, <laughs> if you can even eat it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but but that's really all we're talking about. I don't want people that's to right. think it's rocket science, and I don't want people to think no. we're, we're saying you'll never get hacked. What we're saying, though, is there are ways to make sure that, you know what, it goes very, very well, even Correct. in the bad times. Amen. All right. People can go to networkprovidersinc.com. Uh, they can fill out a little form there. They'll get a document that'll help them make sure they're paying the right amount for IT, not overpaying. And then they can go ahead and set up a tabletop discussion and a whole lot more and learn about backups and about security and about stability and, and about a plan for your company going forward. And even if you're a small company, I still recommend it because you know what? Your paycheck's still on the line. And I don't mean IT is going to harm you paycheck-wise. I just mean, hey, if you're down and can't access your data... Everyone's paycheck's in jeopardy because it's hard to do business, right? Yep, correct. 
All right, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Tech Watch Radio, we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Is one of our slogans. You can check out NetworkProvidersInc.com. You can also check out um, NPITechGuys.com for our podcast, for news, for a whole lot more. Uh, that's Newman with me, ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, the Chief Security Officer for Network Providers Incorporated. Thanks to all of you. Thanks so much. Make it a great tech day, will you? Oh, my God.